Hey guys, it's Josh, Jeff, and Terry, and today we're talking about how to engage in apologetics. What the heck does that mean? Say hi, guys. Hi. hi. All right, Jeff, you're in charge of this topic, so what does it mean to engage in apologetics? I believe I'm the one that's supposed to ask the question. I'm sorry. This time. I won't. <laughs> no worries. You know what? That's a wonderful question. Why do you want to start an argument or a conversation? Um, well, in that particular <laughs> case, it was humor-related, so oh, an good argument. Good point. Good point. Just, just for their benefit. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. You're, <laughs> you're so good at humor. I am wonderful at humor. Tell us a, a joke. Uh, nope, not right now. Maybe at the end. <laughs> okay, so uh, as we take, talk about engaging um, in apologetics, I think one of the uh, kind of main things, and as we pull out, we actually have six different things we're going to talk about here, but kind of the first one is right kind of around the mindset is as we start going into these conversations, engaging out there just in every day, whether it's a coworker or someone with a gas pump, whatever, family at, around Thanksgiving, whatever it is, um, as we go into those conversations, what should our mindset be as we go into those conversations? How should we think about it? Who are we asking? Josh, I'll start with you. Okay. Well, you kind of already stole the one I was thinking of, the conversation versus argument. <laughs> that are, are you approaching it from a, a basis of you want to have an open dialogue, something where you can learn and exchange ideas, or are you kind of going into it with the sense of, I'm right, you're wrong, and let me prove it to you? Yeah, I'm, conversation versus an argument, right? I mean, Terry is really good at saying sometimes if you get into a shoving match, it's only natural to shove back. So if we get into an argument, even verbally, naturally they're going to want to verbally come back at us. That's that's a great question. Terry, how about you? What about yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with that because even outside of apologetics, um, anytime you get into a disagreement with someone, if you're <laughs> if you're confrontational that way, it just escalates. There's never a, a, a good outcome outcome from it, right? Um, but also, I think that it's important to to remember that that when you're answering a question or talking to someone and engaging uh, in a conversation with them, uh, that there is a the person behind this question. It's not just the topic of the question that you're talking about. There's a person that's asking it. And yes, there are times when it's just somebody trying to make a point, or they're just being argumentative, or maybe there's a, you know somebody who feels real adamant about something because they've studied it. Uh, but there, most of the time, the question comes up because there's some sort of relevance in that person's life. Like something's happened, they don't understand it, they've, they've been, maybe they've been, uh, felt like they've been wronged by the church or their faith has let them down or something like that or they don't understand a reason that God would do something. So there's always a question behind the questioner and it's really important to remember that because you're dealing with a person, not just a topic. Yeah, so as we're remembering that there is that person behind there, what's something that we can do that really kind of helps that along? I think just being a, a a decent human being is part of that is. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but just listening, be, being willing to ask a question and then shutting up long enough to genuinely be in, engaged and listen, and then make your next question based off of what the information you just received was. That's both a, a very good tactic to to learn from, but it's also a very good way of making the other person feel like they're a person, that you care. 
So it's interesting, Josh, because I'm, I'm, as you're saying that, I'm like, I'm going to really listen to what Josh has to say. And at the same time, I'm trying to really listen to you. My brain is thinking of about four of the things I want to say. Right? So it's, it's a skill that you really have to work on yes. to be able to listen without you know, formulating your response, right? Because you're probably thinking of something to say next. Your thing is, it's, it, there's a skill there, you know, because you got to do both, but you also can't just tune out the person as they're talking. Okay, so that uh, covers mindset. So let's go on to uh, something a little bit different. Because I think there's lots of times that we get into these. There's so many different questions out there that people can ask a Christian um, in, in that area of faith. And uh, we just always can't know it all um, a lot of times, right? So there's times when I think we as Christians maybe can feel um, you know, a little timid because we don't always know the subject matter deep in whatever the question that the person we're talking with is asking or the subject that we're working on. So how do we deal with that? So how do we deal with, if we don't really fully know everything about the question that's kind of being asked or the topic that's being up, how, how should we deal with that? Um, just, you know, for our own personal, you know, mindset as we, you know, move forward in that conversation. Terry, you want to start? Yeah. Um, so Jeff, when you say, when someone tells you, you, you don't know it all, how does that make you feel? <laughs> no, you're actually really good at, um, for being a, uh, a driven personality, you're humble uh, enough to know that, so that's cool. Uh, but um, I think that's the, the most important thing is to remain humble and realize that we don't know it all. Um, and realize that we, the more we study it, the more we can be prepared. But at the same time, it's not something we're just trying to fire back at someone as they ask questions, right? You gotta really understand the question, make sure you, you know what they're talking about. And then be okay with not knowing it all. Because you're gonna, if you are engaging people in these conversations, you're having these talks, you're gonna come across these questions and you're gonna like, wow, um, I don't know how to answer that. And if you try to fumble through a fake answer, it's, it just makes your case that much the worse, right? They're not, they're, it just gives them a reason to like, well, see, I knew this Christianity would kind of crumble as soon as I came up with something that's not a canned answer for this person. So, so it's okay not to know everything, right? So I, I really think it's important to know. It's like, hey, uh, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, so admitting you don't have all the answers, Josh, anything else that you had in there? I think it's, it's important to, to acknowledge you don't have the answer, but I think it's also important to say, you know what, y your question has enough validity that I'd like to time to go research it, or can we research it together, or is that something I can get back to you on? If you're going to say that, make sure you do get back to them on this. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it shows the humility, which is a genuine characteristic of being Christian. So it it helps fulfill that you're not just spewing hot air, but are trying to live out that which you're trying to have a conversation about anyway. I think it also shows that you care. If you're willing to acknowledge that they have a viewpoint mm -hmm. and say, you know what, I've never thought of it that way. You bring up an interesting point. I'd like to research that. You're, you're also acknowledging them too as a person as part of that listening. Yes. Part that we just went back to that you, that, uh, you respect them enough to be able to <clears> go <throat> dig into it. I think that's an excellent Mm -hmm. um, excellent question. Uh, I think question. as Christians too, we're all in that mindset of we want to learn. So when someone does propose, we I think we've all had questions proposed to us that that if we're if we're to admit it, we'd be like, mm, that's a really good question. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 not something that makes you question your faith, but it's something that you want to go back because you know through the lens of the of, of God's word that there is an answer somewhere. Mm -hmm. right? And so that's it's actually kind of fun to have stuff that you don't know and go learn that stuff. And I think you, I don't want to belabor this point, but you, you bring up a very good point that 
you shouldn't lose confidence because you don't have an answer. Right. Because ultimately you know that there is an answer. That's the confidence you have as a Christian and someone in an apologetic position. So there's there's actually good that can come from knowing that you don't have an answer to something. You're going to grow, they're going to grow, and it, again, it helps keep you humble. Yeah. So I'm hearing it's okay to not fully know it all. Yes. It's okay to admit it to the other person, you know what, I don't know. Um, I don't, I, I'm not that well researched in that particular question. I think it's a great question. So admitting it and then asking for more time are kind of the three things that I'm hearing from you guys on that. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's go into actually about asking questions a little bit because uh, a lot of times uh, we get asked questions from other people as we're in these conversations, but what do we do from our Christian standpoint? Of, what's, what's the bonus of us asking questions or why would, why would it be good for us to be able to ask the other person that we're sitting across this table with, having this you know conversation of apologetics, why should we be asking them questions? You want me to answer? You know, yes, that would be awesome. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> I just assumed I, I, I just assumed one of you would pick it up and go with it. So, when it talks about why why we would want to ask questions, one of the keys it being in an apologetic position that has actually been something I've had to come to terms with, because with my personality, it can come across almost manipulative, and I, I, that's not the point. But you're asking questions so that you stay in control and you're helping to steer the conversation. Because ultimately, you want the conversation to end in a particular arena. You want it, you're driving towards a particular goal, and that goal is to help that person see their need for God or to have a better understanding of the Christian faith. And so if you allow them to kind of take it and start wagging the conversation all over the place, even though their their questions may be very well intended, and you need to allow them to ask the questions, when you respond and the questions come back, you want to ask the questions for the purpose of keeping it within a certain boundary so that the ultimate goal of helping them get to a better understanding is what you're achieving as opposed to getting to a point of I'm trying to get dragged into an argument type of thing. Mm -hmm. Terry, same question to you. Why ask questions? Um, yeah, so uh, in, for, from Josh's point of, of staying in control, I, I remember hearing an analogy once of a guy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit blunt on this one because we're talking about... Uh, Christian apologetics. Yes. And we're also talking about that we want to be uh, in a conversation, not an argument, because we do, there's, you can't win someone, you can't just hammer someone and win this argument, right? Yep. But we are right. Right? Yes. We know that we're right. And, but but you can't just do you can't just go in with that mindset. So but if we know we're right, then asking questions like yes, it keeps us in control, helps us get behind the, what the real reason is. Yes. Right. So it helps that person draw that person out, so we know really what their question is really all about. And I heard this analogy of a guy once of he's talking about like if you're a really good tennis player or ping pong player, that um, if you're just asking a simple question, you know, hey, can you tell me more about that? Um, then that person, you know, that's like hitting a really good shot. The guy's running all the way across the court trying to serve it back. Then you just go, oh, really? What's why is that? You know, and you can kind of knock it back over. And that guy runs all the way on the other side. And it's it's made putting that guy in. The, and again, this is this is a little bit of a uh, a, a rough way of saying it. it's putting that guy in the defensive because they're the one talking about their point of view. And, and people like to talk, so it's not like they won't do it. Yeah. But as soon as you start to be the person that is doing all the talking. 
Now you're the guy running back and forth handling all the, uh, the hard shots, right? So you want that person um, taking on the, the questions and giving their viewpoint, um, you know, spilling their guts basically about how they feel about this topic, right? So it really does get, it allows you to get a lot more information. Um, and um, even though I'm kind of sounding a little bit rough about it, it is a less combative way to, that, to, to approach the topic, right? It doesn't come across as, like when you're firing your opinion at people, that's where it gets into the shoving match, right? But if you're just asking questions, and you should be generally interested because it is a real yes. person. It, there is that person behind the question, um, and you, it should be all done out of love. So you talk about the control aspect, which like you said can come across as a little sometimes hard just in the way we just said it. But the real kind of heart behind that is really to draw them out. Mm -hmm. Really get them talking because I like like you were saying there, if we're continually returning with our answers, it doesn't always allow them the opportunity to think about their answers and how sometimes the, you know the non-Christian view can kind of just crumble on logic. And that's as we start asking those questions and we're just gently serving those back. It does it really does draw them out um, to be able to find those real reasons um, that are behind there. I mean, so I think that's an excellent point, Terry, yeah. that you're going in there. While it can sound a little harsh <laughs> in the way that it, in, in the way that Terry was saying it, and there's good information and in all of that. Um, that yes, we should have that mindset that we are right, and so we should have that kind of almost little bit of a we have the control type mindset. But we are doing it out of love to draw out those real reasons in a non-combative way through asking loving questions. And Terry, as I'm sure you're going through this, you're not asking. You're not rapid firing questions, and your tone of voice is of a certain way, right? So the way we ask them, I think, can can also uh, uh, be important in there. So questions are important. And as they're running back and forth, answering those questions, eventually they'll lob one up that you can just crush them with. <laughs> uh, no, no, don't do that. No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but we do want to definitely be, you know, in control and drawing, you know, that information out. Otherwise, how do we really help them? And a lot of times we've talked about this on several occasions. Um, sometimes the first or second reason that someone gives you for a question isn't the real isn't the real one. A lot of times it's that third, sometimes fourth reason that is really bugging someone. So the more information that we can get out of them, honestly, the easier it becomes to address the real underlying, you know, cause of their of why they don't want to believe in Christ or their or their um, skepticism kind of behind it. And so the more questions we ask, honestly, the better we can just help them in general. But okay. So now that we talked about why asking questions is extremely important, there are a few questions or a couple of questions I think that are make make this um, conversation of apologetics, these asking questions, a lot simpler. So Terry, why don't you start off with the first question? What is that? What is one that first question that we can ask someone as we're starting into these conversations that makes this conversation smooth to get us in control in the conversation and getting that information out of someone? Right, and so. Um, the very first thing I would do is, you know, just look at someone, you want to make eye contact, and you just kind of say, why are you so stupid? Do not do that either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, in fact, you shouldn't even be thinking that, right? You're, what you're thinking is that this person has a, you know, legitimate viewpoint. They have formed this thought process for some reason, and you want to draw that out by asking these questions, right? So, you know, they're going to explain they're going to th th what they think about something, and then one of the things you can do back is is just ask them, you know, what do you mean by that, or can you elaborate on that, or you know, stuff questions like that. And you're like you said earlier, you're not rapid firing them, right? And you're you're asking these questions with the actual intent of 
listening to their answer, right? Yeah. Um, you want to actually really listen to what they're going to say and, and, and try to figure out you know where they're coming from. So I mean that, that's a great one is just say you know you know what do you mean by that? And every time they answer that, they always will talk about something that you could even say the exact same question again. You know, okay, well, what do you mean by that? You know, and just dig deeper and deeper and deeper into what they're really talking about. Now, you don't want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing with their if they're just if they're not offering more information. But as long as they're talking and you're listening, it's such a rare thing in this world to have someone who will listen to you. That if you're willing to listen to someone, you're gonna you're, you're gonna win them over some over in some way with just doing that. So. Okay, Josh, there's a second question um, that as we look at certain things that we can ask that really help us maintain that control, what's that second question that we can go into? Yeah, I think that asking how did you come to that conclusion is is really another important one, like what Terry was talking about with what do you mean by that. It can also be good to help them get their own head wrapped around how did I come to the conclusion of why I think this way? Or is it something that I just picked up and I've always believed but I've never given it enough thought? And a lot of times, if they haven't, that question gets them into the mode of, hmm, maybe I should give this more thought. Or in some cases, they'll defeat themselves by going, you know what, I don't know. I, I have no idea why I believe that. And now you're not arguing something you don't need to argue because they've done it for you. Now it's my turn to say something harsh. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, people are just giving the one-liner that they heard on TV once or that a professor gave them in a classroom or a teacher, right? Most people, they only know kind of that surface level of their argument. They haven't dug in. Now there are some that have. I'm not yeah, that. There are some that really understand that they dug into it. but. I would say, you know, the 80-20 rule is 80, a lot of people, they, they just know that surface level or maybe one level below that surface level of the answer. And so asking that question really makes them question, of, hey, where did I learn this and should I really be putting any weight on it? And generally speaking, this is what the harsh statement is, people generally only have one dumb answer that they know and then after that, their argument starts to fall apart because they have always just hung on that one thing that probably isn't true. Right, and again, that's my heart. And again, I want to understand my heart behind that. It's just that a lot of times we just need to get them thinking to get that one or two things that they've just learned incorrectly away to be able to help them understand that that a lot of times just isn't correct. Yeah, I think to, right. to mm -hmm. hold on to that, it gives you as, as the person who's asking the questions a lot of insight to where that person's coming from, what their background is, where, where they've gotten their information. It, it, and it's not necessarily what they say, it's, it's where they're getting what they're saying from. Yeah. And I think what I think is cool about that is when you ask those questions and they start trying to explain themselves <laughs> and explain themselves and explain themselves, yes. then they are creating their own doubt and thought process. So you don't even have to you don't have to slam dunk on them. You they just walk away from that conversation and based on their answer that they told you, they start processing it in their head, right? And now it's coming from them. Right? Yeah. So it's more believable, right? Yeah. I'm not, well, Jeff convinced me that I'm not going to believe that, but if now I said I have the doubt in my head and I'm thinking about it, yeah. So it's a great way to, yeah. to get people to think. They're going to remember their doubt and their question a lot more than any great answer that I could give. Absolutely. Right. right? You, any you give some great answers. Right. Well, sometimes. <laughs> every once in a while. What, what is it? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, that's right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel most days. <laughs> 
But okay, so those are a couple of questions. What do you mean by that? How did you come to that conclusion? Are two really easy ones that can really get anybody out there. The Christian faith started in this kind of area of apologetics. Really simple. It throws the ball back in their court. It gets them explaining their viewpoint to you. And then it's easy to just kind of guide the conversation with those two questions. Okay, so let's kind of switch gears. Uh, we've talked about questions, which questions. We've talked about mindset. Um, so as we get out there and we start doing apologetics, we start having these conversations with people, um, what are some of the, I guess, biggest mistakes? What are a couple of the biggest mistakes you see people as they start to engage in these conversations? And this isn't meant to be negative, but it's just to be able to see that, you know what, there are some things that even I myself have fallen into these, that, that, these things that we're gonna talk about. And just being able to know that so we can maybe avoid some of the pitfalls in there. So uh, Terry, why don't you start with this one? Biggest mistakes that you see people as they're starting to Well, one of my biggest mistakes is a lot of times I forget to wear pants. <laughs> right? And so that kind of makes you the know, whole conversation. And that's really awkward when the person behind the camera, I can't see that you're wearing pants because we're waist up. Yeah, Terry is cool. wearing pants, just for the record. <laughs> um, no, you know, so sometimes, uh, you know, some of the biggest mistakes people make is, you know, one of them is they want to win. They want to win the argument. Um, and so... And it feels good, right? It's human nature, right? It's like I kind of bested that person in our logic, so I, you know, I win the argument, and we walk away from that thinking I convinced somebody because I won that argument, which there is no winning an argument, right? When you're talking a conversation with this, when people have questions, because even if you won, you really didn't win because you now you 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 probably hurt somebody's feelings, um, you approached it the wrong way, you know, if you if you if you came away from that, you know, putting on the championship belt because you did a better job. It's it's a mistake. You may feel good, but you did not convince that person. In fact, in fact, if you can convince somebody, then somebody can convince them back to the other viewpoint, right? So you don't want to convince people by winning that conversation. You want people to get enough information to cause them to think, so that they make a personal change in their thought process with that. So that's a big mistake. And I don't. I mean, I'm susceptible to that just as as well as anybody, just because. Our ego gets in the way when we're talking, and sometimes you're, I got this heightened emotion, right? And all of a sudden, you're like in this conversation where you're like, oh, I got a good point, I got a good point. This will really, this is really going to This will get up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. so, what's the opposite then? Um, we're going to, we're trying not to just look at it as winning the argument. So, then in two sentences, what's the opposite of, of that? How, what, what should our mindset be? Of, of, of what we, how we should approach the argument? How, yeah, so uh, instead, of, instead, yeah, instead of trying to win, what should our mindset be instead? Our mindset should be to get them to think, okay. right, to open up their thought process. Because the most important thing, one of the things we've all learned about apologetics is it's, in, uh, it's, it's teaching people how to think the right way, right? If you're a, if you're a believer in Christ, um, then you want to learn how to think the right way, right? Um, so getting them to think. Because if you can get someone to think and take in information and legitimately take in information from both sides of the argument, I think the logic will present themselves, right? Yeah. To those to these people. Um, and it's really difficult. You have to want to make the wrong decision to not come to the right conclusion when you really study this stuff. Okay, Josh, same question to you. Biggest mistakes. Yeah, I think that actually is a great segue into if we want people to think, your brain is going to be far more engaged or the, the Anyone's brain is going to be far more engaged when a question is posed as opposed to a statement being made. But it's very easy when you're in a conversation and a question is posed back to you or a statement that you downright know is wrong or don't believe in 
to just throw another statement back out. Even if you don't intend for it to be the I'm trying to win mindset, what you've stopped then is the stream of logical thought. You've gone now into just a battle of what you already know versus creating new thought processes. So if you can avoid making statements and make a statement through a question instead where they arrive at whatever statement that you were trying to say in the first place, it's like teaching a man to fish versus giving him a fish. You're helping them come up with the same thought processes that you've gone through and allows them to ask further more intelligent questions in the future as well. What do you know about catching a fish? I know that you use a pole and a worm. I've been with you fishing a few times. Yeah, it's not great. No, I got a lot to learn. So Josh, is, would, it, would it be uh, fair to sum this up as we should t maybe take our mindset and or one of the mistakes that we see people making is they have a mindset of just making a statement or trying to make an argument versus asking a question. Yes. So flipping that around instead of having a mindset of just asking questions versus just making a statement, right, would be maybe the correct way. And I'll be honest, this was one of the hardest things for me as I started down this um, area of apologetics is switching that mindset because it's really easy just to go, oh, I know this really good point, right? And I can, boom, there's the answer to that, right? It's, and having to shift that mindset to know, yes, I can have that for my own belief, but it's more important to draw the other person out for the thought process. Then maybe eventually we'll get to the point where I can ask a question down the lines of that thought process. Right. It's, it's, but that was one of the hardest things for me in the mindset is switching from a statement to a question mindset. Yeah, and you can make your statements into questions. Of course you can, yeah. So if you got that, boom, this is going to be really impactful, instead of just laying it on them, you're like, you know what, your viewpoint is really interesting, and I'm going to think about that. Have you ever thought of this this way yes right or what are your what is your opinion of, of this idea right that way you're approaching someone because you're, you're and then you're not just throwing it on them you're saying i really value what you think about this right yeah. and obviously you have to you have to have earned some trust by listening for a while yes okay so then uh, last one as we've because we've covered mindset we've covered why questions we've covered which questions we've covered what are some of the mistakes so the last thing we kind of want to end here is what are some resources because this can be a pretty, you know, this is the foundation, I would say, of, of apologetics outside of the so getting some of the knowledge. But starting in that conversation with other people is what we've talked about here. But what are some additional resources where someone could go study this uh, more on their own? Josh, why don't you start us off with that? I think the, the program that we walk, walked through here recently as a refresher was a fantastic one, and it's, it's tactics. Um, I am completely blanking on the- Great Coco. Thank you, Great Coco, yes. <laughs> I, I did know that, just brain. Yeah. No worries. But yes, he, he goes through a lot of what we just covered and he does it in a very relatable way and a way that will help you remember it so that when you're out there, um, you're not fumbling like I am now to recall what you're talking about. <laughs> He's gonna be mad when he sees us. He didn't remember his name. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay, uh, Terry. I got some great resources. Um, Michael Ramsden does a talk called Conversational Apologetics that I've listened to like 20 times. It's fantastic. It's super long talk, but it's good. really good. Um, if, if you go to gotquestions.org, that is some fantastic information. You can just type in questions. Um, that's some great stuff. Um, that's Mike Winger does a, a podcast called Bible Thinker. There's also an app called BibleThinker.org where it's it's, it's actually um, done really well. Where if you just type in a topic, you can see videos and, and podcasts. And he does actually every Friday he does a 20 questions um, yeah. podcast. That, that's all apologetic stuff. People just asking questions. So 
there's uh, there's tons of great resources out there. Stand, uh, stand to reason. Stand to reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's um, you got cold case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Warner Wallace, Jay Warner, Warner Wallace. Wallace. Uh, okay, you got handy com. That's a good one. Yeah. What's uh, Frank Turks? Yep. What's his called? Uh, cross examined. Yeah, cross examined. I mean, all of those guys do an amazing job with these type of things. Yeah. There's a conference coming up here in is that November? Yeah, here in Minnesota. It's yeah. A reason conference. Yeah, reality. It's called reality conference, yeah. I think. But yeah, so there's all kinds of those. But for this particular one, tactics is a good one for this exact topic and conversational apologetics. But all of those other things that we listed out cover these types of topics too. Mm -hmm. Amazing resources. Um, to check out, I mean, a bunch of them are on YouTube. You go on their sites directly. I mean, all that stuff is. Yeah, because it's one thing to know how to engage someone in apologetics, but then also just how to have some of the different yes. topics to talk about, right? Because yeah. um, once you have these engagements, if if all you do is ever say, "Oh, really? Why do you say that?" Um, it gets kind of one-sided. You yes. Have some information. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, you have to know something. But yes, I think what that actually leads into, and I know we weren't necessarily going to talk about it, but it. It leads into you shouldn't feel like there's a particular personality type or you have to have a certain amount of information before you start engaging you don't have to have this process down pat you, you shouldn't feel like you have to be that go-getter I talk to everybody before I can engage somebody I'm a very quiet don't really like to approach people personality as well and there are plenty of resources that lend themselves to providing me confidence in approaching somebody in a way that doesn't feel fake to who I am, because that's going to come across wrong too. And on the app of that spectrum, I just prefer to beat someone over the head with the answer. <laughs> um, so these help me tone back, right? <laughs> so I think that's a great point. It, it plays into the personality. It helps even out all of that personality. But and I just sit back and watch Jeff to beat John. Jeff over the head. Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. On occasion, that's happened. No, I think <laughs> a, a, a good thing to remember too is we don't have you don't have to have, like we talked about when you don't have to have all the answers. Um, you can just pass on information. There's times when people have asked me something and I'll say that's a great question. I've actually read something. I've got questions.org. Can I send you the link? Yeah. Right. Now you got now you're not the source. You're yeah. just the messenger, and uh, people take it a lot better sometimes. Absolutely, so. great point. Okay, any final thoughts before we wrap up? <laughs> that's no. <laughs> Which was a bad question to ask. I had some thoughts, like because it, <laughs> it leads to dead silence. Um, okay, so this is Jeff, Terry, and Josh. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Recap. Mindset. Conversation, not an argument. Remember, there is a questioner behind the question, and it's okay not to have all the answers. Why questions? Keeps you in the driver's seat. Draws out the reasons for their questions. And it's non-combative. Some of the questions that you can ask are, what do you mean by that? And how do you come to that conclusion? Biggest mistakes people make using statements versus questions and trying to win the argument.